Hello and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we got Jameson Maxwell, we got Ty Lee, and folks, your OU softball team are the national champions. We all saw that coming, but what you didn't see coming, OU baseball heading to Omaha uh, in what was uh, just a truly immaculate uh, series in, in the Blacksburg Regional. An incredible run. The Sooners stay hot, make it all the way to, uh, to to the promised land of baseball for sure. So we'll be talking about softball in a bit. We all know what we're going to talk about with them. They're the goats. They're incredible. We love them. But we have a lot to talk about with baseball for sure. Uh, an, an immaculate performance against Virginia Tech and the Hokies. Uh, as the Sooners say, give a big old adios to Virginia Tech. So um, let's get this thing started. Jameson, uh, how have you been? How how are you following the uh, Super Regional, and uh, how hype are you about this? Yeah, I watched all of the games and closely, and I'm just uh, like amazed of how young our team is. Because you know Peyton Graham, like being our best player, redshirt sophomore, and Spikerman's been playing really well. Um, you know he's a freshman. Uh, you know Robertson playing really well, sophomore. Uh, that's the first three in our order, and then today we just had other people picking up. You know. Treadway had a lot of four big hits today. It seems that our bats are so hot, and if we can keep the pitching together, there's not a lot of teams that can keep up with 11 runs a game. I mean, absolutely. It's it, it, the offensive production is insane. Uh, we've known that, but like the pitching is really like really taking that step up. Uh, you know, Kate Horton coming in today, uh, day three. Like that is the type of guy who you really when you really need an outstanding pitching performance you put in Cade Horton he gets the job done um that was absolutely he was the difference maker today for the Sooners without a doubt um because the Hokies they're hot they they, they're just like the Sooners their bats get hot they get going they put up a ton of runs especially at home um but 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 Horton just shut them down so uh Mm -hmm. just just in a holding them to uh what two runs incredible so uh yeah the 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 offense obviously gets a lot of the flash, but the pitching and the defensive, uh, you know, fielding, especially with Kendall Pettis out there flipping over the bullpen. That was nuts. Making insane dives. I mean, just did, it was an incredible, incredible game. I'm thrilled. I'm pumped um, for sure. So, you know what? Cheers. Cheers. To the another, another sophomore in Pettis too. Like we've got a really young team and our starting pitching, you know, like with Horton out there, he's thrown absolute heat, and it's just having pitchers, multiple pitchers that can throw high nineties. You know, we saw both in today's game. You know, Horton came out through high nineties, and then um, in relief, uh, it was Martinez was throwing high nineties, and then honestly, Trevin Michael, our our you know our closer, has been really close in some games. You know, we saw it in game one versus Virginia Tech. He came in and held it down whenever we were up five zero and almost blew that lead. Um, and then today, um, just coming in he just gets the work done at the end of the games we've seen in the past. Um, so that's always good. I feel very confident or, um, you know, and a closer that we, if we do get in close games, which is inevitable in Omaha that we have that in our back um, pocket. Absolutely. Gotta have a closer for sure. Gotta have a closer, but you know, I gotta say it, it's just this is such a fun team. Pitching great, offense is great. The amount of as uh, our, our good pal uh, Boaten Blake would say, jumbo dongs were off the charts. The dongs are going crazy. It was wonderful. But um, Ty, I know you've been a little out of pocket. You know, 
uh, on, on vacation, everything. Have you had a chance to catch any baseball? What, what, what are your general vibes about uh, with, with baseball making their run to Omaha? Yeah, I have a couple points. Uh, first off, Bobby, thank you for clarifying. I know on this podcast, I, I'm known to be out of pocket in uh, two, two ways. So thanks for clarifying that I've been <laughs> out of pocket on vacation. And Where's our paycheck, I Bobby? said something a couple weeks ago and got picked up a, a one-week ban. That did not occur. Uh, that absolutely didn't occur. <laughs> we need to probably start administering one-week bans to, to people, though. Um, what else was Ty, I Ty, do you really oh. want that? Because you'd be hit with one so often. You'd be yeah, turning into Draymond much. Green out here all of a sudden. <laughs> we're like, all right, Ty's got one technical foul, but I don't want to give him a second. I don't know. He, he's just riding the line at all times. So pretty Ty, much Ty, he has a green card to do whatever he wants. Ty starts hosting his like uh, post podcast podcast, you know, <laughs> like a post. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's BS. You know, uh, what, 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 what Jameson's take wasn't very good. I did my best to put in my time. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's For given sure. the X and O's out of our pre um, podcast plan. Like Me these guys too. actually didn't do any planning before game just showed up, winged it horrible work. I don't even they, know what they're, they don't even know what baseball is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby at least obviously had a pre-prepared, uh, champagne glass so there is that oh no i was just drinking um, this this is what i do on sundays but uh anyways back to baseball super exciting to see the sooners move from the hattiesburg super regional to omaha uh, which is awesome because omaha has those stakes you know the the omaha stakes that's what they're known for i think that's why i know that term omaha stakes not sponsored uh but they should but uh, yeah, Hattiesburg, I don't think has any steak. I've eaten there a couple times. Brother Blacksburg, close your Mississippi. Ha- Hattiesburg does. Hey, Hattie, Hattiesburg <laughs> yeah. does have a super regional though, so that's a fair. Mix, yeah. Okay. Mix well, up. that's why I got confused. Yeah, because I never have a McDonald's there, but no Omaha steaks. <laughs> well, actually, they might because I think you can get those mailed to you. That's the gimmick. Um, <laughs> other than that, yeah, I don't want to. I I love this. Sort of, I love when OU does good at baseball because OU generally doesn't care about baseball, and I think that's an amazing flex uh, towards schools that do care about it, uh, specifically Texas and and things like that. So it's cool when we win at something that isn't necessarily our our prime thing. But I don't want that to sound like I don't support it. You know, I've just been, as we said, out of pocket, not on a band though. Just yeah, yeah. We're recording yeah. this Sunday night and. Our, if you know we're in Omaha and we're slated up to play Texas A&M this coming Friday, um, but on the other side of that bracket, you know this could be another really fun bracket in terms of OU stickball. What we got with softball on the other side, you know Texas they're playing Eastern Carolina right now in Game Three, up four zero, and it's currently delayed. But if that result holds, you'll have Texas on the same side of the bracket with you and Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame pulling off a big upset versus Tennessee. If Texas goes on to win that and we can come out and take down the Aggies, which is an absolute wonderful opponent to have, you know, the stakes are extremely high every single time these two colleges play each other just because the fan bases, but to go and play Texas A&M and then the chance to play Texas after that, like if you're not considering going to um, Omaha, like Bobby's talking about before the pod, already booking his tickets just for the fact that we're playing Texas A&M and then a chance to play Texas, that's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Omaha is one of those, like, it's one of those settings in American sports that is just truly iconic. I know they're not Rosenblatt anymore, but it is, it's just one of those experiences that if your team gets a chance to go there, you try to do everything you can to make it. And I know it's tough because it's Father's Day weekend, 
across the board. So making a last minute, like trying to throw, throw plans out the window, it, it can be tricky, but you know, it's, um, it's absolutely worth it. If you're on the fence, I, I mean, I would be absolutely in on that. Um, and not only that, but like you said, the teams were playing. I, I feel like having those matchups uh, kind of bolsters it to a level. It's fun playing teams you've never played before. But there's a, like there's animosity between OU and A&M. There's animosity between OU Texas, obviously. And hell, even Notre Dame. You know, just nobody likes Notre Dame. So That's true. Um, and I'll say I, this. I think, yeah, go ahead, Ty. You got it. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think my, my thought formed a little bit more about succeeding at, at sports that aren't traditionally things that OU cares about. It's it's one of the rare cases where I don't want to say underdog, but OU is is well, I guess underdog is the proper term. Like we're coming into these these matchups and we're not the big expectant, you know, we don't have the weight of all these expectations on us. And and obviously there is a lot of pressure there for the players, but hopefully they're they're feeling that as well. We don't have that weight of expectation of of all this other hype and a lot of the time that can be you know i'm not going to start to dive into sports psychology again because i don't know anything about it but uh i've known to to do that because we can't give legal if you, if you host a podcast you're legally allowed to give medical advice uh to your listeners but that's uh if you consider psychology to be medicine i don't i don't know oh no um, I'm go. not making a bit there. I just don't know. I don't know. As Bobby is. just sits here, like, like, hmm, I don't know anyone who has psychology in their career. Ooh, oh, goodness. Hey, hey, it's medicine, psycho- psychology of. is definitely a field of health. Well, I know it's. I know it's but under it the umbrella. Medicine, yeah, but okay. healthcare and medicine are very, very similar terms. But that is quite that is quite the argument to get into that. That, that is quite a rabbit hole, and I completely <laughs> we, we need to bring what stickball sports and also is psychology about. medicine. Good it Lord. definitely is. It definitely is off season. But, <laughs> but but no, I, I I agree with you, Ty. Though with your point, because um, the thing is, I think that kind of makes it more fun because it's not like. We go into every game expecting to beat the crap out of this team. And if we don't, that's a disappointment and blah, 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 blah. You just hope for the best and, you know, the worst might happen. But if when you do win, when you do pull this off, like, it's awesome. It's the best. It's it, it's so fun. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. I think, I, think, I think it's pretty great to have these kind of low stakes but really fun, you know, uh, type of sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, yeah, like a house money situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and I and I think even if even with it being house money, we feel like this coming in. We're still a top twenty five team um, in terms of how we were ranked in the uh, the regionals with Florida. But you know, I do start feeling a little bit more pressure now playing Texas A and M in Texas. And this Virginia Tech regional, I was like, this has been a pretty cool story. We've got the young guys. We've come on strong. We won the Big 12 championship. You know, we're getting hot at the right time. You know, but Virginia Tech, like, this is a really good team of theirs. They're not a traditional team that's good year in and year out. We've talked about that. And they're the four seed in the nation. Like, if we go down to them, that yeah, that's going to suck. But it's like, I feel pretty happy about how far we've came. But now, now we're at the real deal. We're at Omaha. You can't just say we're playing with house money and I, I'm not going to be upset if we lose. Like, this is where it's quite tangible. 
you know, we can get this because how many years, even if we're going to be really good, top five, top 10 ranked here in future years, there's no guarantee you make it to this part in the tournament. And that's how college tournaments are. So you can't take it for granted. Well, I mean, look at Tennessee. They were a, a team that a lot of people thought like, this is the most dominant team in college baseball. They're steamrolling everyone. This is a lot for the, for the men's college world series. And they go out and lay an absolute egg against the, uh, uh, Notre Dame. It is hard to get there. It is hard to win these these sort of tournaments. Um, and I'm with you. You hasn't been since what 2010. We were freshmen in high school. Like it's been it's been a long time. This is a big deal. Uh, so I I mean I, I I'm with you. It's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And uh, you're right. At this point, you don't want to be like, oh shucks, house money, whatever. But it does kind of feel like that in some ways. Like I'm not going to be devastated. Like upset at this team for blowing a chance mm-hmm. if we if we lose but at the same time you're right we're, we're it's within grasp this is a good team this is a hot team this is a team that can pitch well i i think they're set up for success in a tournament setting mm-hmm. just like what we saw in uh you know in arlington in the uh in the big 12 championship yeah for sure and i mean on our side of the bracket you know we've seen clear weaknesses with texas the way they play versus east carolina which obviously east carolina is a very good squad this year um they have been giving up runs like it's nobody's business. Their pitching has definitely been faulty. And for a team with hot bats, you know, you look your chops with that Texas A&M. You know, they've been a great team this year. But once again, like, do they have the firepower to keep up with Oklahoma? Um, there are faults on this side of the bracket. We're not going against a super team. Like, there's no one in college baseball this year that I've watched. I mean, Stanford, I guess, would be the closest to that. But Stanford still had their struggles in their regional versus Texas State. Shout out Boca the Bobcat. Um, but there's no unstoppable team that's just plowing through this division. I feel like a lot of these um, series have been going to three games. Oh, man. It would be incredible if Boko made it to the College World Series. Yeah, and we don't have a first pitch yet, 1982. We we are waiting. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Friday, so it can either be at 2 o'clock or 6 o'clock. Is that right, Bobby, Um, for those times? I believe so. So we're we're just waiting. Uh, Okay. This is – on it, this is shaping up to be an awesome college world series because you have Arkansas through already. You have Ole Miss who beat Southern Miss in the Hattiesburg regional, uh, or super regional. Which, by the way, Ty, how dirty is a Ole Miss Southern Miss like super regional? Like, what, what, as, as, a, as someone who, who, who's you know lived in Mississippi, what, 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 what must have that been like? I wonder. Yeah, I don't, I obviously I wasn't there, but I think it. And obviously, Southern Miss is not in the SEC, but that that whole it just means more thing. I don't know if it holds true across the entirety of the geography that the SEC covers, but baseball in Mississippi is huge. And they deeply care about outperforming everyone else in state, all three teams, Mississippi State, Ole Miss and and Southern Miss. So I would imagine that it was a super, super fun uh, atmosphere. Southern Miss has a, a pretty neat campus, actually. It's it's surprising and in facilities. So I bet it was I bet it was popping. It's it's not like you know OU playing Tulsa in something where you know maybe the Tulsa fans have like a deep care for it, and then OU fans are just kind of zoned out or whatever else. Obviously, they're a little bit more equal Southern Miss and Ole Miss in baseball, but it's it's not like a big brother, little brother situation might be in, in overall record, but both teams are coming in really caring. Fan bases are coming in really caring. And it's, it takes on that, that really cool atmosphere where 
you feel like it just means more to the fans because I think to some extent it does. Absolutely. I, I definitely think it, it definitely does to uh, some degree for sure. It, you know, in-state rivalries, always fun, uh, especially when, you know, the little brother or, you know, smaller team, you know, not a power five team is hosting. I think that had to have been pretty cool. So um, yeah, we're, we're still looking at a couple things down the way. I, I think Oregon and or Oregon state Auburn uh, still have two games to play. Uh, Stanford is uh, playing their second game right now. So there's a lot of this picture still to come. And uh, I actually, Hey, we, we're going to have a little bit of a little college world series surprise for you down the pipe. Uh, I think we're going to, Got to bring in a good old, uh, a couple old, an old friend uh, to talk about the uh, the national scope of stickball to get you educated for uh, Kyler Murray, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, it, we, it, have, we have close eyes. It's either Bowden Blake or Kyler Murray. I, I can't decide which one would get more views. So, uh, but anyways, I, I'm excited for it. It should be fun. I'm happy OU's in there, and. Um, I'm looking forward to trying to figure out some way to weasel my way to Omaha. So we'll see how it works. But um, yeah. Anyway, so James, any final thoughts on uh, OU making the College World Series before we move on to the girls? No, I'm just really excited that during this kind of, you know, arid year in sports, that college wasn't a thing that normally people watch um, in this time of the year. And it's really nice to have something to look forward to to watch each weekend. You know, these are primetime slots, 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock on a Friday, and then you get an early morning Saturday game maybe. Like, like these are fun times to watch sports. So um, really excited to have that during this time of the year. Day sports are the best. I love them. Ty, final thoughts? Yeah, I think my final thing is I would get to Omaha if you can. And if you do go, try to find that Warren guy and ask if he's related to Jimmy Buffett because I've always wondered – and uh, results are inconclusive online. Hey, both made a lot of money. Yeah, one just kind of saying about might like, be the same margaritas. dude. Could oh be my the same god! Dude. What if they Breaking are? News. Oh my god! What if Warren and Jimmy are the same person? Oh shit! I think I think we really broke something up in here. That's really interesting. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in on All that season content, thread. baby. <laughs> I love it. I'm about it. I'm about Ty goes on one uh, Caribbean vacation and he immediately makes the thread connection. So are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals with DraftKings same game parlay. You can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. So, you know what you need to do? Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. So, let's get to it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, back to the Schooner Pod. Um, yeah. Anyways, mm -hmm. let's talk about OU softball. A dominant uh, win over Texas. Swept them. Game one. Blew them out of the water. Um I don't even remember how many runs they scored. It was, it, it was a Texas just gave up halfway through. It was a 10 it to five, absolutely. right? 
It was ten to five. It, ten to five was our was game two. Game one was like sixteen to two, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, sixteen to one, maybe. Uh, it was, I think it was, game, it was 15, game, 15 to one. Yeah, fifteen to one okay. was uh yeah was was game one. Game two was uh, that ten to five. Uh, a little bit closer throughout the game if you watched it, but overall OU pulled ahead. Definitely won significantly. So, Bobby, yeah, talk about your experience with betting that game too, folks. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't. I don't want to overshadow what they did because what they did was just true dominance. I'll get to that point later. I, I don't. Wanna, <laughs> It was the worst bet. I, it was the worst beat I've ever had. I'll get to that <laughs> in a moment. Let's talk about let's talk about softball though. Jada Coleman, absolutely Im- impeccable uh, fielding. I personally think she was the MVP. If you ask me about uh, about that final series, I obviously get the aloe thing. She was incredible, just incredibly. I mean, the, the home runs. What can you say? But I feel like Jada Co- Coleman, uh, Tiara Jennings. I mean. Pick, you can't pick a, a single player who's that good, but I, I think Coleman, what she did in the outfield was a little bit better. I don't know. it. How do you even talk about this team without, like, other than just saying how great they are, Jameson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, it's tough to talk about the, you know, the MVP, and you can kind of put this in terms of you see it all the time in you know football and basketball, professional and college, of whenever you're trying to find an MVP of these big bowl games or national championship games, typically the star gets the nod because in terms of legacy – um for jocelyn alice she did not you know just not just like you know shit the bed these first game two like game one just unstoppable two home runs couldn't you know hit everything and then you know game two obviously it wasn't the best she still was very good um you know hitter and contributor to that win uh jada coleman was the better performer you know in the series um but in terms of legacy i'm very very happy to give it to jocelyn allo because you want to give her in that um you know that the conversation of best of all time, greatest of all time uh, in terms of, she's definitely the greatest hitter of all time and definitely in the argument for greatest of all time softball player, but it really makes you excited about um, the future that we have with Jada Coleman and Tiara Jennings coming in next year as juniors, um, having two more years to lead up this team and then, you know, new pitching that we'll be getting recruiting, hopefully a healthier Jordy ball where she can get her four um, forearm, you know, healed up properly and just run it back. And then hopefully we'll be playing in a brand new stadium pretty soon where um, people have been talking about it thought on Twitter. Um, there's a nice little grassy area in this new um, stadium that if we keep getting money and keep getting W's, like I wouldn't be surprised if we see Kalani Ricketts, you know, Lauren Chamberlain, Jocelyn Allo's um, statues up in this little grassy area at Lux Field. Yeah, I, I, Allo absolutely deserves it, 100%. Um, I. Uh, and I gotta say, like, I think there's a legitimate debate, and I hate cross sports debates, but between <laughs> Aloe and Maggie Nichols as the best two OU female athletes of all time, I, I think that's a really interesting one. But yeah, it's pretty, it's state. pretty, it's pretty similar, but that is so so hard to compare. It is completely I, I don't know different who, beast. It, it would be more like who deserves the statue more. I would actually probably give it to, uh, probably give it I'd to Maggie Nichols. I, I don't that's that's the tough part because then you gotta say like which sport has more parity, um, and you know, how close is the competition? You know, Jocelyn Allo, um, you know, in softball, OU softball is just dominant over and over and it's a team sport. Maggie Nichols is an individual. So if she doesn't show up one day, 
she doesn't win her event. You know, I know gymnastics has, you know, multiple team scoring. Um, but, uh, you know, if she doesn't show out, she loses. Uh, Jocelyn Allo can have a couple off games. So Maggie Nichols, I, I think, you know, in those individual sports in terms of dominance um, is definitely the argument there. For sure. 82 in the comments brought up Courtney Paris as well. Another worthy, worthy inclusion uh, as well for that conversation. It's it, there are a lot of great female athletes and honestly, it's, it's time to start recognizing them a bit because they, I mean, I, OU has gone from what it was. I, well, I would say basically strictly a football school to they're, they're not, they're not Stanford. They're not Texas. You know, they're not UCLA, but they are, they're diversifying their sport, their sports like success in a way that um, there aren't a lot of programs out there like that. Uh, they're not anywhere near winning like the capital one cup or whatever the hell the all sports cup is. Um, but they are making massive improvements across the board. And, you know, I think especially when it comes to women's athletics, it's time to start recognizing them more. I think, so. yeah, no, I agree. And I think a, a neat point to mention uh, Bobby is you mentioned schools like Stanford and Texas, not to do some sort of, you know, rabbit hole or, or tangent, but I would give OU softball a lot of credit for one gymnastics as well is, is basically pulling themselves up by their, their bootstraps and just pure performance and athleticism and, and dominance in their, in their fields by making themselves relevant. They weren't programs that had just tremendous money and funding that, that sort of, you know, generated this progress because you can't buy your way into success to, to some extent. And I'm not saying necessarily that's what Texas and, and Stanford did, but OU women's sports certainly has traditionally had less money than, you know, Texas women's sports and, and Stanford women's sports, especially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's because those programs have more to spread around across the board. OU is just like, how do we, how do we win a football daddy? Um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, Patty Gasso still started... looking for that answer. Still looking <laughs> for that answer. Patty Gasso started when they're at Reeves Park, freaking Reeves Park. That's where they played their home yeah. game. So it's that's it's ridiculous unreal. for little kids. Little kids used to play. Like, just put that in the scope. Like, I remember playing games at Reeves Park. Like, that's yeah. that's just nuts. And, and the thing is, like, money will follow success. The hard part is getting that success. Yes, you can buy success through money, but not a lot of the times that money's coming. So if you can get success for free and then get the money coming afterwards, that's always a recipe <laughs> for success. And we're legitimately starting a dynasty because of it. You know, we've seen it with gymnastics. Gymnastics has turned into a dynasty. And after this year, and I think the way that um, Patty Gasso was reacting to this win in terms of her press conference and after the game, she's realizing that her team, Oklahoma, is up there in terms of UConn women's basketball, up there with Alabama football in terms of dynasty year in, year out. They're competing to win the national championship, the most dominant team. And with college, there's not, it's not like the professionals where the best team gets the worst draft pick. The best team in college softball um, is going to get the best recruits because people want to go and play to win. And whenever we have the Women College World Series in our backyard, it's really, really hard to out recruit us. Um, it, the only thing that's going to beat you if you want to go somewhere more academically charged, like, you know, UCLA, when we talk about Stanford and Texas, much better academic programs in Oklahoma. But if you're looking at your trade at softball and you want to go get coached by the best and go win national championships and have that legacy in your back pocket whenever you're growing old and you say, I have championship rings, which is something that, you know, an education brings you a lot of big things in terms of legacy, but, you know, having hardware 
that you can have for a long time, you come to <laughs> Oklahoma for softball. Absolutely. Number one anti-education podcast. Hey, I, but but I mean, like, if I'm going to a college, this is just me. Um, you know, as an athlete, majority of people are extremely competitive, and their p- competitive side of their brain is usually going to trump the more realism side. And they're like, okay, realistically, it probably is better for me as a person, as a human being, as a softball player, as a gymnast, unless I'm like some superstar that can actually use this as a career and market myself, that I should go to a place that can set me up um, academically to do well in life. But also the competitors, all these athletes say, I know that I want to go win. I do whatever I can to win because that's how hard I work to get myself to this spot. So winning is a huge priority, and that's why a lot of people come to OU, and that's why a lot of people go to Alabama, and that's why people travel across the country to go play in Connecticut for basketball because you want to get coached by the best in Gino Ariema and Nick Saban and Patty Gasso, and you want to go win national championships, and that's the way to go. Absolutely, absolutely, because it is truly the highest level of that. Um, And I know that there are, like, some smaller leagues in softball, and, you know, they really need to have – a a real solid league, even if it's just like a travel situation, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's USSA pride and then some other team and they play each other. Like it's the Harlem Globetrotters at like four different places. Yeah. So I think, I think there's, I think there's room for growth. There's room for improvement. I know Lauren Chamberlain is uh, working on building a league of, uh, of, of that nature. I didn't want to see a league of their own because I felt like that would be a mistake uh but <laughs> but uh no for real like they they, they really deserve to five build. minute ban next podcast okay <laughs> can't ban the host but no for real like, reality give them the that's mute. not even it's not even a, that's not even a that's not even that bad they, they, they need to have a softball league that can do those sort of things because i think that's the next level um but until then the ncaa d1 is the creme de la creme that is the top of the top and having it in Oklahoma city and all that it's, it's just the best. And it's not, not even from an OU perspective. It definitely is from an OU perspective as well, but from a Oklahoma city perspective, getting that event here every year is just such a brilliant move. It is so I, I, I'd argue it's the best like yearly annual event um, in OKC hands down. If you ask me. I mean, what are the competition? <laughs> it's, it's, I, what are you going to compete with? The Paseo the Oklahoma City <laughs> Arts Festival? Um, like, like, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at lost. There's obviously the, the noodling competition in a Paul's Valley. Um, hold on. I, there's obviously well, some big ones city. here that we're not. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just thinking of Oklahoma. Yeah. The, okay. Zoo the sip bro. and stroll at the zoo is pretty, <laughs> the sip and stroll at the zoo is pretty cool. Michael, what, Michael, Michael in the comments said Norman music fest. Not bad. Not oh, bad. the oh, medieval the, fair, the, the medieval, medieval fair, fair. The, the medieval <laughs> fair in the spring. Another people would travel from far. The thing to happen at Reeves Park. Oh, that's great. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. But no, for real, it's it's awesome. Shout out to OU softball. Another great year. We're, we we it was a, a pleasure watching them. It was just awesome. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for our show. Um, Ty, any do do want to do want to give some F one updates? What happened in uh, uh, Azerbaijan? How how do you feel about what happened? I feel amazing. Any oh, amazing. It, it, I don't my. Uh... You know, my team, my 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 uh, precious Alpines sort of underperformed. But anytime you get Ferrari tears, terrible performance by Ferrari. That's what it's all about, really. It's not about anyone else winning. It's just 
about Ferrari losing. So That's shout out to that. that. Big shout out to Mercedes finally fixing stuff. Lewis Hamilton really suffered through some atrocious car to to perform really well, honestly, for for the situation he was given. So really showing his his performance. And then I do want to announce that the Schooner Pod is a hundred percent pro LIV golf tournament podcast. Oh no, we aren't. Uh, Bobby is wearing a PGA hat, ironically, <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, no, no. Yeah. To, hey, Bobby, I don't even have a strong feeling about is, it. The LIV is throwing money out like crazy. So let's just—we're never going to get a PGA sponsorship, but you never know. So yeah, I mean, you know, never know. Okay, but... Stranger Things. Some random Canadians into hockey found us one time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I think Shout out some, to TPPN. Some Saudis that are into golf. You know oh no, 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 no. We're we're not. We're not. We. I. 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 That is probably where I draw the line. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Oh, we're not going to draw the line with Azerbaijan, who has been starting uh, ethnic wars. But we're going to draw the line at the Saudis. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> Let's uh, let's move on. Jameis said final thoughts. God, there's my <laughs> penalty for next week. No, no, I think I think I'll be doing a solo pod for next week. Jameson, Bobby is entirely going to be out of the penalty box. J- Jameson, what are what are your <laughs> thoughts on sports washing? I'm, I'm no comment on anything more. We need somebody on the pod. Bobby, take us out. <laughs> all right, we're ending this podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. We will see you later this week when we talk about the College World Series, a little bit more in depth, a little bit more about the the, the field as a whole. And uh, yeah, keep an eye on us. We'll, uh, hey, well, we might do some little coverage, uh, you know, in, in Omaha. We might not. We don't know. We'll see how it works. But uh, until then, y'all have a great rest of your week. Boomer Sooner, everybody. Have a good one.